Welcome to Boardroom Breakdown, a weekly show where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. Join us to learn from the leaders and innovators in this rapidly emerging space. Uh, welcome everyone to another edition of Boardroom Breakdown. I'm your host, Juan Escavel. I lead all things content over at Boardroom. Boardroom Breakdown is a series of live discussions where we dive into delegates and projects pushing the frontier of DAO governance. What exactly is DAO governance? Simply put, DAO governance is the way decisions are made and executed within decentralized organizations. Like I said, the space, the space is scheduled for 30 minutes, and if time permits, we will have a short Q&A. Uh, the space is also being recorded, and uh, we will upload it later on. Today, I'm really excited to be joined by the Paladin team. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Why don't we begin by uh, introducing yourselves and what your role at Paladin is? Uh, you want to get us kicked off, uh, Fig? Sure. I'm one of the co-founders at Paladin, and uh, yeah. And uh, I am, my name is Alejandro. I'm the head of communications at Paladin. Beautiful. And what is Paladin? How would you describe it? Oh, so Paladin is an ecosystem that now has multiple dApps that basically try to do governance arbitrage. So what we're trying to do is that we're trying to optimize the value that users can get from voting power while making governance more liquid and making participation uh, uh, higher than it currently is. We're, we're, uh, we're not going to have the hubris of saying we're trying to solve governance, but we're actually trying to make it more active than it, than it currently is. And why? when and why was this, uh, this launched? Oh, so Paladin is, uh, started uh, 18 months ago, a bit more now, uh, during a hackathon. It was EVE Global 2021. Uh, we launched our first app in end of September 2021. So a year ago, basically, we're almost at our birthday on mainnet. And we've released since then two other dApps, one in February 2022 and one in May 2022, which is Quest, which is our very own bright marketplace. And what would you say is the mission? Uh, you br briefly touched on it in the opening. C can you just expand a little bit more what, it is, what exactly you're trying to accomplish with, with the project? Our mission with Spound is to democratize activism. Uh, we believe that uh, what is being built in crypto uh, it's extremely powerful, but it will only be able to be leveraged if people are actually actively participating in this ecosystem. A core team should not carry all the way through a project. At some point, uh, activists, uh, contributors have to take over. And today we have not built infrastructure and the rails for people to do so. So we're trying to build this. And where does the where does the DAO fit in? So obviously we're here to discuss your DAO, your DAO governance structure, the DAO itself. When, when did you decide to decentralize? Where does it fit in in the big picture? So that's uh, something that's actually really important. Uh, what we're essentially doing today is that we're concentrating voting power into our, uh, into our contracts, into pools or into different smart contracts. And then we're enabling other people to basically borrow them, use them or delegate them, depending on the different iterations of our products we're building. Um, something that we've seen historically speaking in different political systems is that once you give power to someone, especially a lot of power, they will use it to their end at some point. Not always, but they will never use it solely for the interest of other people. So what happened when you have DeFi and when you start having uh, concentrating voting power is that people are going to take advantage of that. And this has happened numerous times. The really cool thing about decentralization is that you can basically create uh, ways for people to never really have that power. 
And the reason why we actually need a DAO and we need to decentralize is that uh, because we have so much concentrated voting power, we need a decentralized mechanism to avoid abuses. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's that's kind of the, the theme. Uh, when you have a lot of accumulation of power, you kind of it's inevitable that you need to just you need to decentralize in order to really uh, embody the ethos. Um, and, and can you give us an overview of the current DAO structure? Do you have uh, working groups, pods? Is there sub DAOs? What does that look like at a high level? So we're not as developed as most of these projects because uh, the work of basically decentralizing has started in April. Uh, today we have delegates, and we're right now building uh, around one thing, which is our what we could, would start being able to call an executive council, which is basically just the ma- main community multisig. And uh, what we want to do is to start spinning out by building, I would say, specialized signers. So on this basically uh, community uh, multisig, we would like to have people who will be dedicated to different parts of the ecosystem. And not just have parts from the get-go. But as you mentioned, the long-term goal is actually having this kind of, we would say, core units like make doing to basically manage different parts of the project. So we're slowly going away from the model of a core team, pushing it towards the model of uh, an executive uh, committee multi-state, pushing it towards core core units. Totally, that that makes sense. That uh, the specialization is like is ine- inevitable for inevitable for most projects. I want to shift over. You know, double click on your governance process. Can you quickly walk me through how do I enact change at Paladin today? What does your governance process look from the from the start to the end? Okay, sure. Uh, Alejandro, you want to take this over, or should I? No, I'll take this one. Um, so it's yeah, funny you actually mentioned that. I was just having this conversation uh, yesterday with uh, some Web three folks in Miami about how our governance process works. Um, <clears throat> so from the start to the end, um, the most basic, you know, number one step would be we have our discourse, like most other protocols have. You would uh, submit a proposal, and of course there would be um, a lot of uh, discourse, lack of a better word, deliberation about okay. What is this proposal? Do I like it or not? Um, if it gets too much into weeds, sometimes we have soft votes. <clears throat> excuse me, soft votes inside the discourse. But usually, what happens is that we come to a consensus, and then the boat moves over to snapshot, which of course is off chain. And uh, depending on course on the quorum and how many voters uh, was decided, um, the proposal of course gets enacted. So it's it's a lot like. Um, uh, other uh, DAOs currently, uh, I know Ave has on-chain, uh, but of course we're always looking to you know make it more robust and improve upon that. But that's basically it in a nutshell. Yeah, the, the process of actually going on-chain, uh, going on-chain is uh, basically in the works. Uh, we, you know, it's like uh, letting something go. So you have to go progressively. First, we gave control of the treasury. The next step is the contracts, and then it's about automation via on-chain governance. So it's a slow process. Our goal is basically to be there by the end of the year or maybe Q1 2023. I'm curious, um, expanding on that last point, when do you think Paladin needs to go on chain? I'm just curious if you've, um, maybe if you've thought about it, what is that line that you cross when it's like, okay, now we, we should go on chain? Is it just something you'll know when you get there? No, I think there's like a, a, a certain number of deliverables you need to be to actually have this going on. Uh, I would say to be on chain, you actually need to have a dynamic enough community and actually have the means to basically pay for specific contributors, track delegates, etc. Uh, the line has 
changed a lot for the over the past year simply because now you can be quote unquote on chain uh, with snapshot and the reality modules from Zodiac, right? Agnosis safe. On-chain execution, you don't need on-chain governance from the get-go to be on-chain, which is much easier to set up than actual uh, actual on-chain governance like Governor Bravo, for example. Uh, coming back to the process, what, for the governance process, what is it always this way or have you made uh, incremental improvements as you've gone along? Right now, it looks a lot at like uh, what we are doing originally. We're trying to rethink the model as we go. Uh, the soft polling system has been something that uh, we've been asked by a few contributors, uh, one of them being here, uh, listening to us, uh, to uh, to add because it adds a lot more consensus and it shows how, how many how many people are actually giving their approval or not for the for uh, the proposal before it actually goes live to vote. So no, honestly, we haven't uh, updated that many things. What we do have, however, is a dynamic quorum. So because we are in a protocol that is still quite young, as the missions go, we're slowly raising the quorum bar. Awesome. And that was, that was going to be my next question. What are the requirements to, to participate in your governance? What is the governance token? What are the thresholds, the quorums that you need to reach? What is all that um, information? Yeah, okay. So the quorum threshold basically to win a vote is 15% of uh, the actual uh, circulating supply. Uh, one curveball, however, is that it's not uh, of the 15% of the uh, circulating supply of PAL, but of what we call holy PAL. Basically, you have to lock your PAL token to participate in governance, which is something we took from inspiration from the, the curve model. And the idea behind it is that people who are not ready to align with the protocol should not have the right to actually participate in governance. So you don't really need to lock. You can also just take it, which is like a soft lock because you have uh, 10 days of cooldown. But the idea is that you have to align with us to basically uh, participate in governance. So you have to choose between direct liquidity and governance power. Uh, Alejandro, anything anything you want to add? No, no. I, I remember we were discussing that system back, uh, what was it now, in East Denver in February. Uh, we were s- sitting around in the, the living room and talking about the idea of Holy Pal and uh, it's fantastic because, you know, at least from that, I wouldn't say simple, the creation, you know, was complicated, but from that wall, so to speak, it, uh, as Figa just said, it separates the people that want in and out liquidity in terms of trading, nothing wrong with that. I've always been someone that's been a fan of, you know, trading myself, you know, high volumes, but also separating them from the people that want to be aligned in our, in our governance moving forward. Uh, it just it's just to increase and incentivize good behavior, uh, and also just to see okay who are the dedicated hardcore governors, um, and so yeah we definitely have a few uh, with us currently, but we're always looking to expand on that. And um, we've put out for example for the HPAL tutorial videos documents about like okay why we have this in place, why it's created. Um, what what our goal is for it, uh, and it's, you know, so some people that may come in there brand new greenhorn, they may not know exactly what we're going for. But when we explain it, they're like, oh, okay, I understand. Um, but yeah, it's basically I think uh, the foundational step uh, to what we're eventually going to achieve uh, in our uh, in our vision. Was this always a case? Case, excuse me, or was was it initially PAL was the governance token? Sorry, I don't. I don't know far back your your history. Um, is it as the HPAL something that you saw that you needed to implement in order to align incentives? Just curious. This is something uh, we had in mind, kind of. Uh, 
but we hadn't implemented it. So our tokenomics are, uh, have been defined, but uh, we're releasing them uh, slowly. Uh, basically, we released the first step, which was taking, then locking. Uh, you basically get rewards for locking and uh, you get boosted voting power the longer you, you lock your tokens. And then on top of that, what you will get is the actual utility behind the tokenomics, which is uh, what we currently uh, name the chest. And uh, it's basically a way for you to access uh, governance arbitrage directly. So, for example, instead of just earning uh, what you call real yield uh, right now, in, which is trendy in crypto, you'd get the ability to uh, to uh, get uh, Ave voting power for one vote, or you'd get the ability to get gauge weight power and curve, or uh, curve boosting power, or anything else. The idea is that uh, our tokenomics are made for governors. They basically help them uh, through uh, redistribution of our revenue, being more efficient in participating in different uh, governance. So it's specialized for contributors. Continuing the, the governance process discussion, um, can, can you quickly explain the different proposal styles? I, I know you have pure PCM and PGB. Why the distinction? Just curious. So we're trying to classify the, the different proposals uh, just because uh, they have different kind of frameworks and it's very important uh, for users who come into the forums to have a clear, uh, uh, literal clarity into how these different proposals work. So for example, PGPs, uh, they're like the normal treasury management daily operational proposals. There's the one we're going to see often. Pure are something that's a bit more hardcore, which are basically constitutional uh, modifications. We're trying to build a constitution as we go on Paladin, which are basically some ground rules that uh, make the actual DAO autonomous, right? Because if you're building a DAO, uh, the only thing that's ruling this DAO are its internal rules. And if you look at any traditional organization, maybe a company, a state, or an association, all of them have rules that basically define them. This is something that a lot of DAOs don't have practice in doing, and we're trying to uh, really uphold these. And the idea is... If one day you have a problem, even if it's on-chain, uh, if you need to veto something, if you need to stop something, the only thing that can justify it is if it's breaking these internal rules. So that's why it's so important to have them. And then we have a last type of proposals, which is the newish one, which is called PPP, which are basically Paladin Partnership Proposals. Uh, we've established a framework to basically share fees with people who are collaborating with us. And yeah, the idea is to, to have a dedicated type of proposal for these people. Can I can I just uh, push back quickly? Do you don't you think um, it might be overcomplicating uh, the the you know so we all we all know governance is, is a bit sluggish and and voter participation is a bit low. Do you do you not think introducing these three different styles would actually be detrimental? Just curious. No, uh, that's a really good question. So there's two ways to see governance. We're going to say kind of quote unquote retail governance and then specialized governance. Because we are trying to aim for contributors, for uh, for governors, and for all of these people, we think we should be specialized and play that card. The second thing is, I am not sure uh, retail governance is ever going to work for most projects, simply because um, no one just has one bag. They have 5, 10, 20 different tokens in their different bags, so in their portfolio. So uh, imagine the time they will dedicate to just one project's governance. It's going to be very sporadic and... Uh, very uh, much lower than people expect. So I don't think you should aim for to, for a retail governance performance. And, and okay, that, that kind of leads me to my next question. How, how how does the 
community, your community at Paladin participate in governance? So, so they have HPAL and then they just vote. Um, what, what are kind of the initiatives? What does it actually look like in practice? Yeah, they uh, basically, um, they just vote uh, on Snapshot. There's a link each time we finish, uh, each time we put a vote to launch, uh, we basically put at the end of the, the discussion on this course that uh, we, uh, we are moving the vote to Snapshot and that's it, people come in and vote on Snapshot. And, and you see, the way you kind of described it there, retail governance versus like, how would you describe your community? Would it be made up of a lot of like other protocols using your product, uh, using your, your governance token? Or is it let's its own? Like, how would you describe the makeup of the? That, I guess that's kind of the question I was actually looking to to ask. Today, Paladin is a lot of I would say uh, organic governance. So we could say retail, but a lot of people who are basically professionalizing themselves. We have a lot of contributors and our governors in under different uh, various DAOs who are actually uh, among us. Uh, our goal is to slowly also get uh, contributors and m- members of other DAOs uh, pitching in and joining and. Keeping this professionalized aspect, I, I think as long as uh, we basically release our tokenomics the way we want, these people are going to end up using and participating in Palin because they have an incentive to do so because it will help them uh, doing their job better. I can add my uh, my two cents there. Yeah, I originally was um, uh, going back to the classification, the way the proposals were laid out. I originally was opposed uh, with that, the way it was done. But now I see the reason because first of all, it organizes everything very well. Uh, and secondly, um, if we're to, you know, follow any corporate style of governance, which, you know, of course, this is a lot of, you know, this is DeFi after all finance, uh, it makes complete sense to, to have, uh, things in order, uh, but to also have these, how should I say it? These deep, uh, comprehensive conversations about, you know, fees and, and, and certain things that of course, partnerships, um, I come from the political background, uh, American politics, not, not nothing to do with finance before crypto. And let's just say, let's call those the retail voters per se, you know, like just regular token holders. Um, I am personally someone that is a, I would love like a maximalist. I would love more people to come into Paladin and we invite them as well. It's just that there is, um, how should I say it? There is a, there is a learning curve, but also if you're not really into the finance DeFi aspect, like working with other protocols, like some of our partners like APY or Index or Threshold, um, we just realize that there's a bit of a split in culture. And that's not, not, not anything bad. It's just that we're just, you know, of course, for now, trying to stick with people that we already know are dedicated governors are people that are looking to push us forward. Will in five to 10 years, this evolve into something that's more democratic, massively adopted, um, something that, and I know I'm going to get flack for this from the team, something that let's say I've experienced recently with Cardano. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe. But uh, but the thing is, you know, whether or not it's going to be effective, I don't know. And this is coming from someone that, of course, was in the grassroots. So um, that's just something I take into account and, um you know, moving forward, we're, we're just going to keep on going in the current path and what's working as of the time being. Yeah, I think what you're describing is alignment, you know, values alignment, and what the DAO, like the types of personas that DAO attracts. Obviously, you know, the, the, the bull case for Paladin is it attracts more robust, not just these like governor nerds, I guess you can say, but it's going to be across the spectrum because that's going to be what makes the Paladin DAO more robust, right? All these different perspectives and, and values. Um, I, I wanted to continue the, 
the the discussion about governance participation at Paladin. So how do you promote it? Is there, do you have weekly calls? Do you, do you promote content? How do you make sure people are, are constantly voting and participating? Yeah. Um, well, make sure they're constantly voting. I, I would say what, what I used to do is put up our, all of our governance votes on Twitter. Uh, but it turns out that those uh, tweets, for example, were very low engagement. So, and also, you know, people don't want to get bombarded with, you know, tweets like that. So uh, in order to keep, People voting and constantly in the loop, um, I would think it's basically a, you know, communications marketing strategy for any business. Uh, you got to keep on posting consistently, got to keep um, your users updated with what is going on in the Curve ecosystem in Balancer. We have our weekly gauge newsletter, for example, our bi-weekly newsletter. Um, it's just a way of organically keeping them up to date with what there is coming up for a proposal but not directly telling them. That's one way. The other way, um, I built this into Discourse. Uh, thank goodness they have Discord integration. Uh, <laughs> since you know, currently use Discourse, maybe we'll use another platform soon, but uh, they have a Discord bot, which essentially allows you to push all the replies and all the proposals that are created on Discourse to your Discord server. So provides it you know, a very easy alert system that lets people know, hey, this proposal is being uh, discussed about this one's moving forward. This one's going there. Um, I think it's really good. We look to integrate that. For example, we already create a custom bot, uh, for example, with our Quest app uh, that does something similar. But going back to the actual governance proposals, um, that's how we keep it there. We, we try to make it as, we're, we're governors, we're governor nerds, but we try to make it as also as fun as possible. Um, and, and not like, hey, you got to vote. Hey, you got to do this. And, you know, that's the last thing that anyone wants to do. I mean, there's enough memes already with community multi-sigs uh, and people not, you know, signing there. So, you know, last thing you want to do is create another version of that. Um, but yeah, it, just keeping it organic uh, and just, you know, getting everyone uh, involved. Uh, the more people, obviously, that vote, the better. Uh, you know, whenever we see another, uh, another address that's voting in our proposals, that's outside of the usual. Um, you know, that we always welcome that. It's great because, you know, we have someone else that we can bring into our, our paladin circle and, uh, we embrace that. Just, just curious, do you think it's a lack of education or do you think it's just a, they don't, they just don't pay attention? What do you think it like the root cause is, or it's just a mixture of all? <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought about that long and hard. Um, well, I think, okay, so let's tackle the first point, education. Um, this is why I've been pushing and we've created tutorial videos. Um, and I've seen that, you know, for, for some of our users, um, some of our, you know, some good contributors as well, uh, they really appreciate these tutorial videos and how to use their dApps uh, and how to govern and whatnot. But I have, you know, both in real life and also other DAOs that's you know, gotten responses saying, oh, I've never voted or, you know, no, I'm not part of a DAO. Just yesterday I was at this Web3 Miami meetup and they're like, oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and granted, these are, you know, people that be outside the ecosystem. Um, I would say that some people just like in regular politics don't care, uh, which is sad. Um, but at the same time, you know, you're not going to change their mind that way. Um, that's why we, you know, create incentives. Obviously, we're in DeFi with our governance. That's why, you know, part of the reason why Paladin exists. Um, but outside of that, yeah, the only way I think you could do it is to just educate people on the process and just let them know, hey, we're in this for a long term. 
um, a long time. Uh, this is not some sort of pump and dump scheme or any of that. It's not just about the token. This is about you know creating something that has a 10 to 20 year vision. So I don't know, it could be a mixture of patience, but I think education is the biggest point. Totally. I think uh, it's it's going to be the accumulation of everyone <laughs> trying to do this and make this work, uh, including like listening into conversations like this. I want to shift over to a little bit more philosophical governance questions. Uh, can you explain vote bribes? Uh, why why should people care about these? Why is this a focus over at Paladin? Honestly, the biggest problem with bribes is the name. Uh, it's not bribes. It's uh, gauge incentives. And the reason why they are interesting for DAOs is that it's the equivalent of paying not for liquidity mining, but paying uh, for capital allocation. So instead of giving to liquidity providers money, you're giving it to capital allocators, which are VCRV or VBAL holders. In exchange, they're going to direct emissions to you. So you're basically making uh, money on the spread between the actual of, uh, money a DAO can extract from a, a VCRV token and what the retail users can extract. That's basically it. There, there is nothing uh, more about it. The reason why uh, retail users should care is simply that it's the highest yielding assets we have today in crypto and that the trend will not slow down for the next couple of years simply because one, for example, on curved emissions are basically set in stone. We know what the emissions are going to be. So we know that as long as the CRV token has value and because it has a revenue, it has value. It's going to keep driving uh, significant APRs. And on the other side, there's a ton of projects that are actually copying these, uh, these different systems. So when we're talking about bribes, it's just a different way of basically distributing liquidity across different projects. Gotcha. So, so it's not going to disrupt <laughs> governance and meta-governance, is that what you're saying? Oh, no, 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 because... Uh, well, we have never tried to do bribes on governance. We did vote lending, which was something entirely different in terms of system. There's, uh, I think, two projects that try to do bribes on governance and uh, that do not exist anymore, uh, simply because there is no interest for this. Uh, the truth is that uh, there is no interest in bribing for governance. A few, we're contacted by a few DAOs that would like this to happen in a sporadic manner. But the truth is that it's not sustainable because it's not actually going to bring value to either part of the ecosystem. Gotcha. What's the biggest challenge uh, Paladin is currently facing? Oh, that's a good question. Our biggest challenge today, um, the first one, I think it's uh, the, it's time. I mean, uh, we we have so much in the works and we uh, never have time to release everything uh, like uh, uh, that we have in our minds, right? There's much more ideas than we have time for execution in crypto, which is also why it's such a good uh, time to be in crypto. And if someone here is listening to us and hasn't launched their projects, try it. It's really worth it. And uh, I would say the second thing that we've still been working on today is basically getting more users to come in and use Quest simply because it looks a bit more complicated on the outside. Uh, we'd love to have more DAOs come in and, uh, and test our solution. Yeah. You want to talk? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll say on that front. Uh, and there's no reason not to. Uh, you know, I've been I've been using Quest myself. Uh, other, geez, I can't speak for other core team members, but we make this joke that we use our own DApps. I mean, that's nothing, <laughs> nothing crazy, but you know, we use our own products. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we have the docs, we have tutorial videos. Uh, put a lot of work into creating those. Um, you know, really got nothing to lose by giving it a shot and and testing it out. Um, I, I would say, yeah, uh, just like Fige said, um, I was actually going to chime in. Yeah, there's so many ideas we have floating around. Uh, just in the past week, I can easily count like 20 different things across 
communications or the dev uh, anyway, but there's just so uh, there's just so much time, obviously, in any given day. Um, I would also say, of course, you know, just like for everyone else, it's the general state of the market. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah, we're in the bear, um, but you know, governance never sleeps. Um, so yeah, it, it's 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 not the it's not the most it's it's not your typical. B-A-Y-C, um, you know, NFT collection, excitement, woo-woo, it has a lot more depth. And, uh, you know, it, it, it comes down to, like I said before, education, but also in the willingness um, of the person wanting to get involved in governance. Because at the end of the day, every DAO, I don't care what you're doing, you need governance, period. And if you don't have it robust or it doesn't work, I mean, I, I don't know how you're going to run a DAO. Um, so, but yeah. That's great. I do want to call out the time. I just have a couple last questions. Uh, what's next for Paladin? What's on the horizon for the for the DAO, for the project? Oh, we have a really big release on Quest Plan this month, uh, which we can't wait to show uh, with our community. Uh, and then we'll probably be moving on to something that's that we call right now Paladin V2. But in the meantime, if people want to basically follow the alpha, uh, everyone is welcome to our community call, which is happening tomorrow evening. That's great. Sorry, Alejandro, you want to add something? Oh, no, just going to say, uh, yep, it's uh, community calls tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern U.S., uh, 1800 uh, CET or Parisian time. Awesome. And for those per- persons potentially listening in and, and they're, they may be interested, why should they consider contributing to Paladin? What would you say to them? Joining the forums. You'll see there's, the, there's a ton of things to do. So lots, lots of things to work on for those go-getters. Awesome. Uh, any other closing thoughts or plugs from, from any of you? No, thank you. It was uh, lovely having us uh, chatting here. Awesome. Uh, if you'd like to join, participate, and contribute to Paladin, see the pinned tweet or check the show notes. Uh, that's with, that's this week's Boardroom Breakdown. Hope everyone has a wonderful rest of your week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for having us. Take care.